2: Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, Packers fans? Welcome to another edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Saturday edition, where myself, Matt Fralick, Eli Berkovitz, and Janelle Mackey break down the injury report as the Green Bay Packers head down to Balmy. Uh, Miami, Florida, to play the Miami Dolphins, who have been on a three game skid. I'm sure everyone knows that going into this weekend of all the coverage from Packaday, but they've lost three games back to back to back on the road. Um, So trying to get a get right game for them over this holiday weekend. But uh, before we get into the injury report, we were talking beforehand. It's like, it's great. We actually have some notable news other than like a practice squad guy getting called up, you know, a sixth you know tight end getting, you know, signed off the street or something like that. We have some actual news to get to today and that would be uh, Elton Jenkins getting his contract justifiably. So pretty typical for the Packers to negotiate through the year, um, like the playing season. I feel like we've seen that many times over the last couple of years with some of these bigger names, um, not letting it come down to crunch wire, giving, you know, kind of having the upper hand on a player when it comes to being able to negotiate and it's less of a distraction over the off season. So Elton Jenkins does sign a four year, $68 million contract um, with incentives possibly to get up to 74 million. That does make him the second highest paid left guard behind Quentin Nelson. I think it does end up making him like the seventh highest paid left tackle. But if anything that we've seen since he's returned from the ACL, it's like, he's going to play interior. He's playing left guard. Um, we'll obviously get into some of the lineman discussion as we get into this, but Zach Tom's been former left tackle. Um, you know, Janelle had the, the best reaction, Eli, to the announcement, so I'll give it to her uh, to start here. Janelle, <laughs> your thoughts on, on the Pancake Man, number 74, being signed for another four years for the Packers and locking him up through 2026?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I love Ellen Jenkins. He's just a phenomenal player, phenomenal dude, so it's really exciting to see somebody – being recognized in that way and knowing that he's locked in now with us and he's a huge piece of this line. And um, I know that a couple of people, including Eli kind of put that quote out from Matt LaFleur that, you know, where's his best position and it's wherever you need him. And I love utility offensive linemen like that, where you can just plug him in anywhere and they're going to perform at an elite level. So it's awesome to have him locked in, especially, you know, there's been just a carousel of this offensive line going around all year with the injuries and whatnot. So it's nice to know, like, we're solidifying that position for him. And yeah, he kind of had a rough start with the ACL, which is kind of expected when you're coming off a huge injury like that. But I mean, it's Elton Jenkins and he's back to his level and it's awesome. And I'm so glad that we're going to have him for these next four years. And he's just, you know, he's a solid piece on that line and it's just, it's better with him on it for sure. So I think that, you know, building around him, is going to be huge, and I think that they're in the right direction with the signing for sure, kind of getting back to their elite line as guys are getting better from injuries and stuff like that. Having him is going to make it, you know, a thousand times better for sure.
2: Yeah, and he's to look towards, you know, this offseason. There are some notable names um, that could be restructured, let go on either side of the ball, but this one, you know, obviously it seemed like Elton was going to get locked up, you know, just from what you said of his versatility. Um, The ACL, I think, has limited his versatility coming back Um, Eli, Janelle brought up that quote that you kind of mentioned on Twitter from Matt LaFleur. Like, do you expect Elton Jenkins to kind of be done with this carousel, as you will, as an offensive lineman as he's kind of more solidified you know getting that contract and not having to make his way between you know the five different positions possible on the line do you think it's something to do with maybe the acl that he's not comfortable that right side what are your kind of thoughts is his versatility going forward whether it's not you know is he locked in with now with this contract at left guard or is it just kind of the potential to play multiple positions but you know just still having that you know that full year recovery post acl injury
4: yeah, I think I think if the Packers uh, had their choice, they would just keep him at left guard. And yeah. I think barring you know some major injuries in the future, which hopefully, obviously, we'll never deal with, I think he will stay at left guard. Um, but Elton, yes, he did. You know, he wasn't his best at the beginning of the year at right tackle, but we saw him play left left tackle the minute David Bakhtiari went down two years ago, and he played it very well. So I wouldn't say you know there are a lot of people on Twitter who are you know kind of very very aggressive about him never leaving left guard like I've seen some people in my mentions and just around Twitter where it's like all caps a bunch of exclamation points never move him again keep it like yes he's probably best at left guard but he's also an extremely versatile lineman who can really play anywhere on the line and he's not going to be a major liability in a perfect world yeah keep him at left guard but I think he really could move around and like Jen mentioned, uh, just to kick it off, I mean, just his versatility is really what I love about him, and it's what originally when he got drafted, I was so excited about. I just I was he was probably the first offensive lineman picked that like I can actually get excited about because you know it is harder at times to get excited about linemen as opposed to a skill position player or whatever. But when I saw they got him and just what he can do, and then watching his film at in college, it was I just immediately fell in love with him out of the draft. So I'm really happy to see they locked him up. And, you know, when you have someone like Zach Tom, who I think is almost a carbon copy of Elton Jenkins, you know, they're both between the two of them. They're going to be so versatile. They could both be a guard, a tackle. So I think the Packers are, are putting themselves in good position in the future for offensive line.
2: 100%. I don't think maybe I was, you know, you you seem like you like day one, right, when he was drafted in 2019, the second round pick on Mississippi State. Like, I, I it took me a while to come around on him. But then as soon as I saw him, like, in preseason and in regular season games, playing multiple positions, like I was instantly like, yep, great pick. And that that's, it's such a easy person to fall in love with, with the injuries the Packers have had on the offensive line for, it's like, To be able to put your best five out there and then have a guy that is your, the joker or the wild card, right, just to be able to put wherever you want between those positions. And it seems like he's getting more comfortable at guard, and that's his primary position, but he has that option if and when, like you mentioned, Zach Tom or any of these other younger guys they have been developing over the years as they transition this offensive line, um, just to have that option with him, I think is great, so... Kudos to him. It's awesome to get that out of the way. One less headache for Gudikunz and the front office to worry about. Russ Ball to worry about. Um, you know, postseason here. So, uh, congratulations, on Elton Jenkins, and a great Christmas gift, holiday gift for him to end out his 2022. Let's get into the depth chart. Or excuse me, let's get into the injury report now, guys. We're gonna start with the Packers because it's very, very minimal. Um, the Miami Dolphins on that three game um, road trip three games skid they have a lot of injuries and have had some um, guys on IR as well but the Packers truly just a super super minimal list like only designation shockingly uh sarcastically is David Bocciaro with that knee and that appendectomy I think the last time we actually all did a podcast together was right when that came down and we were speculating Janelle I know it was our uh our boots on the ground with the doctor she's you know the the, the, the RN, the doctor for the, the program here. Like she said, you know, I think maybe a week or two he'll be out. And I think we all kind of agree. We did some research and figured out there were some guys like that. But ultimately, it looks like it seems like it's going to be a longer setback for Bakhtiari. He was quoted talking about how his brother actually had an appendectomy earlier this year or maybe a couple of weeks ago. Only like 15% of you know people ever get it. And it's just like, it's just such a weird thing. Like, and he even mentioned, like, it's just like one of those, like, it's just kind of where his luck is at this point. So he is doubtful. um, Didn't practice all week with that knee and abdomen, more than likely not going to go. No reason to rush him back um, as we get into week 16. It's just, it's just an, just been a continuously unfortunate season and it's, and I think it's – I mean, if we weren't doing these episodes every week about the injury report, it would probably be a little bit less for me because you're like, oh, Zach Tom's filling in all these other guys. But it's like every week we have to somehow discuss David Bakhtiari playing, not playing, and then the ab, you know, the, the appendix comes up, which sucks. Outside of that, really the only other thing I would personally like watch for in this game – is um, Aaron Jones with that knee. Obviously, he got tweaked up on Monday night versus the Rams. And the other one would be uh, A.J. Dillon with that concussion. He was in the protocol. looks like he's through. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers with that. It's um, with the thumb, with the rib, et cetera, et cetera. But – couple of other injuries throughout the week. No designations, but uh, Chris Barnes with a hand. He was a full participant all week. Been balling out since he came back from injury. Rudy Ford, my guy to end the season here, is dealing with a wrist and a knee. Limited throughout the week, but a full participant on Friday. Mercedes Lewis, as we've come to find out, just kind of sits for however much time he wants. He'll get a pass every couple weeks, and um, the, the crowd will erupt whether it's on the road or at home in Lambeau Field. And uh, Keyshawn Nixon, who has been a, I guess, Pro Bowl snub uh, based off his production on the back end like he uh, has a growing limited participant but was a full participant on Friday so guys this has been one of the healthier parts of the Packers season you would think that as you progress through the season there would be more guys I know they have some gentlemen that are on IR but like truly like not a bad position for the Packers to you know try to win out here have some you know magic throughout the end of the season really haven't had a anyone to IR since I want to say it was like Eric Stokes or maybe in uh Tip Analia, but like um Janelle, your thoughts on where the Packers are at this point and um what I mean, kind of going forward, like Zach Tom left tackle. It seems like he might be the the surefire if David Bakhtiari can't go, but I don't know how that offensive line shakes out from here on out.
3: Yeah, for sure. I remember uh yeah it feels like forever since we did that one talking about Bakhtiari, you know, when the news had just broke about his um appendix but um luckily you know it didn't burst and he kind of mentioned that he talked about it today I know I saw Bill Huber put something out today um and he was talking about you know Bakhtar is just like talking about how difficult it is to like sit up from the couch you know go to the bathroom just like simple stuff like that so it's kind of one of those things where you know like like other things everybody's body reacts differently and I guess like when I was thinking about appendectomies, it's like the people I had known who had gotten them obviously weren't in high-level activity, so they were able to just kind of return to normal life. But you, I was kind of reading up on it, I think, with my dad. And I was like, okay, well, you know, if you're doing strenuous activity, it can take a long time. And obviously, if you're protecting your quarterback's blind side, it's pretty strenuous. So it'll be interesting to kind of see his timeline. But it's, you know, it's the David Bakhtiari story this year where it's like he just can't catch a break and – feel bad for him where it's like he's finally coming back from that knee injury. Things are starting to look good. He's got good numbers. He's putting up and then all of a sudden issues with his organs. So hopefully that's something, you know, obviously it's only going to be a one-time issue with the appendectomy because you only have one appendix you can take out, but thankfully it didn't burst. So, you know, it could have been worse, but you just kind of hope that things heal up right. And he eventually is able to get back out there. But yeah, I mean, with Zach Tom, and you know, guys who are able to shift around the line, um, they kind of at this point in the season know who can fill in where because Bakhtiari has missed time, Elton Jenkins has missed time, so they kind of know how to shuffle guys around at this point and see who can fill in. Because yeah, he's listed as doubtful, and I would be, you know, the next couple weeks I really don't think we see him just based on the way he's talking about how difficult it is to just do simple tasks around the house. I mean, you can't really put him out there on the line. And I mean, next week is the Vikings too. So that's going to take a lot of work. So you kind of just hope that you get the line set this week and then that's who you're going to have next week as well. Um, other than that, yeah, everybody's kind of just the usual stuff. Um, I know, I think I know he's not on here, AJ Dillon, but I know he was kind of, he was putting that tent uh-huh. during the game for that concussion. So it's nice to see um, that he's not listed for anything. So that's, that's huge. Um, and then, yeah, Aaron Jones, nice to see. Cause I know he's been kind of having some issues. We saw him the last couple weeks where it's like, he kind of tweaks something. I think it was against the bears even before the bye week So he's kind of just keeps popping up. Obviously Mercedes and Rogers are guys who are just always on here, but um, you know, they go out there and do their thing. Nixon, it's like, you see Nixon and now that you know what he can do, just like seeing his name, you're like, okay, no, like, don't like that. Don't like seeing him on there. Finally, we have a special teams player who is high level and all that stuff. And you don't want to see his name pop up now because he actually plays a huge part. And I know Rogers was giving him some pretty high praise, you know, the way that he can, you know, basically get like four first downs on his returns. So nice to see that he was at least full participant after being limited practice all week. Um, So you hope that he can continue to do more of that and, just kind of seeing Jones and Nixon's name together here. Matt Schneiderman did put out a really phenomenal story about Jones letting Nixon's mom go up into his family's suite mm-hmm. for the game because of her cancer. She can't do cold weather very nicely. So make sure you check out that story because again, you know, Walton Pay- Payton man, uh, nominee, Aaron Jones, just being a good guy per usual. But other than that, I mean, this list, I feel like for the first time in forever, isn't super concerning. And we actually don't have much to talk about on the Packer side, at least.
2: hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. It's, you know, Aaron Jones campaigning for the Walter Payton, Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, right? Like, it's just, just such a cool story. Like, I didn't even know, you know, obviously we don't really you know, get into the weeds on Keyshawn Nixon. Um, but knowing that his mom is going through breast cancer and like that, Aaron Jones is like, yeah, just go up to the box. And like, that just... It's so damn cool. And Nixon had a hell of a week, right? From people, yeah. you know, beating the beating the drum that he should have been a you know a, the returner specialist for the NFC and then getting some love from Rodgers. And it's just been like a crazy week to him. But I do want to circle back on what you said, Janelle. because um, I kind of agree with you on the David Bakhtiari stuff. But like and I want to get Eli's perspective here. Like Eli, do you do you, I mean more than likely is not gonna play, right? That's pretty, I would say pretty definitive. If he's having issues standing up, you know going to the restroom like that's that's a little bit more not as strenuous for some as it would be to uh block an edge rusher what are your yeah. thoughts on him going forward the next three weeks like do you think they shut him down the rest of the year do you have any any get? I mean it's truly we're just guessing at this point especially based off of how his injury history has been the last two years right there's no there's no playbook of any sort for Bach at this yeah. point what are your thoughts kind of going forward through the rest of you know week 18 and potentially into the playoffs
4: I mean, I think if, if the Packers win on Sunday and remain alive in the playoff race, I don't think they're going to rush to put you know Bakhtiari on IR. Obviously, it's going to depend on how he's healing, and if it's looking like it's weeks away, they might just say, or, you know what, let's just shut him down, bring someone else onto the roster, onto the active roster, and let him just heal up uh, for the future. But I do think that, you know uh if they win if they stay alive they're gonna at least want to try to keep him around uh, and keep him active I'm saying not on IR I just yeah it seems like append appendectomies are very relative like per person in terms of healing some some are quicker some are longer so I mean obviously if we're looking at the knee as any indication maybe it could take a little longer And that's in no way any kind of like shot at Bakhtiari just saying it maybe the way his body heals but I, I would like to see him try to make it back out there because I don't see it as like, obviously, if the knee got reaggravated or it was like an ankle or his back, all right, you don't want that to get reaggravated. But once he has already had an epidectomy, I don't see how that can get worse once it's healed. So I think if he gets back to 100%, I don't see why they don't play him, especially considering what his future might be, which is a whole other conversation.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good point, too. Like if they, Packers, somehow play themselves out of a mathematical playoff spot, do they put him on IR just to free up another position, maybe activate a, I don't know, one of these offensive linemen that they've kind of been we'll totally like around we on the practice, Jones,
4: but... see what he can yep. do, something like that. Exactly. Well, he, that at might... this
3: point, I mean, he should have that new dad strength, though, coming in soon, <laughs> right? Like, when think. is that going to kick think. in? I know A.J. Dillon was kind of talking about it, and he said that Aaron Jones told him about it. So, I mean, David Bakhtiari, new dad, like, that strength's got to kick in at some point, right?
2: hundred <laughs> percent. Absolutely. <laughs> so Packers looking phenomenal going down to Miami. And We know that they struggle down in Florida quite often um, with opponents, but let's get to the Miami Dolphins side of the ball. I think it's been an interesting story for the Dolphins this year, obviously with Mike McDaniel, their new coach, who is just a walking, talking, you know, quote machine, just a hilarious brain, weird dude. And he has that team like, playing with a lot of confidence and a lot of fun. But like I said, the last couple of weeks have not been great for them um, between Jalen Waddell kind of playing down some injuries at the running back position that has impacted and their defense is kind of getting banged up every so often throughout the year. But let's get into the injuries for them. And we're going to start on the offensive side of the ball, guys. So the, I think the big thing for me, at least going into this, was looking at their offensive line play. Uh, Sherron Armstead dealing with three different injuries um, to one-up his boy, or his counterpart, I guess, David Bakhtiari, with a toe, a peck, and a knee. He is questionable with a limited participation on Friday. Didn't practice all of um, this week. He is their starting left tackle. Their backup left tackle, former first-round pick, Eric Fisher, has a calf. Limited participation limited participation on wednesday and then a dnp thursday friday with a doubtful status that's terrible if you're a limited participant that we've noticed and then all of a sudden you go to a dnp later in the week that means something probably didn't go too hot early in the week so like their left tackle position is i would say if if eric fisher wasn't banged up like this and he was 100 to go they would probably sit Terror, turn on Armstead with all these injuries, I think that's going to be a huge question mark. And to see if the Packers' pass rushers they had on Monday night can continue to impact the offense for the Tua uh, Tungawalewa Dolphin offense. You well, continue- Armstead has like
3: a trifecta with like the toe peck in It's and crazy. See. Like yeah. Yeah. absolutely crazy. Three separate listings for injury. <laughs>
2: Awful. Like just there's and I think that's and like they're another, another
3: like three another... like your knee and your peck like crucial body parts in protecting, you know. It's not like like the toe maybe you can get by, but I mean the peck and the knee just brutal and at they, the same time. And
2: they... Yeah, and they have a really good offensive line when healthy. Like, I think that's what's really made this team, I mean, besides the fact that they have, you know, the cheetah on their offense, and it's just like, you know, the short passing game with Tua, and they take the shots with Waddle. Like, it's helped a ton, but like, between like Connor Williams and Robert Hunt, who, you know, not getting the passing game or the fumble game as he did a couple years ago with a, a yeah, highlight reel yeah. ring fell over. But, like, Brandon Shell, they got the former first-round pick, Craig Little, backing up. Robert Jones at left guard. Like, it's been kind of the staple there. And now they're getting through some of these injuries on that left side. I think that's that'll be something um, wild to just see who is active on Monday. Let's stick to the offense as well. Um, receivers, pretty much a go, uh, besides – the absolute crazy name of River Craycraft I don't I think it was like week was it week two where he actually had like i think he had a touchdown in their first um uh, the second game of the season and it's like how the heck of they have all these receivers all these all these talent and all of a sudden River Craycraft catches a touchdown but he um I, I, and I'm not sure if he's gonna impact the game as much but he is doubtful with a calf DnP all week so I would likely assume he isn't gonna go um backup quarterback not a huge deal with Teddy Two Gloves uh, Miles Gaskin illness DNP um on Friday he's questionable and then also Jeff Wilson I believe is still been banged up here and there I, they're they're in a tough spot right now cuz it looks like more than likely Raheem Mostert will be the starter um where they've kind of had a two-headed monster since they were brought in Jeff Wilson but he's been kind of banged up since um he was reunited with his former Um, I guess, run game coach and Mike McDaniel coming over from the Niners. So that's really it on the offensive side of the ball. The defensive side of the ball is, besides that offensive line, is really where they've been banged up throughout this entire year. You look at it between, you know, Bradley Chubb's questionable with a knee, um, Elijah Campbell with a concussion, as Janelle said, that with like A.J. Dillon, like surprising that he's not in concussion protocol, he avoids it because that's a coin flip. Um, Javon Holland is a, a stud at safety right now with a neck injury, DNP, and then limited, and then full participant. So you're seeing some progression from him there. Uh, Melvin Gordon, or excuse me, Melvin Ingram, uh, getting some veteran rest. I would assume he's probably going to go. Bradley Chubb, not sure if I mentioned him. I absolutely did definitely mention him. Uh, Jalen Phillips, who's a guy that's who's been a really, really good year this far, having some bounce back from, they keep talking about it, while wow, he was down in Miami for the dolphins went to UCLA or vice versa. I think it was in college and like almost was retiring from football, but he's had a great um, season down with the dolphins back in his hometown uh, with the toe limited participation, questionable, Eric Rowe, another safety uh, with a hamstring injury. He is questionable. And Jeff Wilson, uh, Jr. I think I already mentioned he is questionable on the offensive side of the ball. Also notable uh injury uh, injury reserve for them on the defensive side of the ball. Emmanuel Agba, Byron Jones, Trey Flowers. Like a ton of offensive, excuse me, a ton of defensive guys. So I'm going to start with you Eli. Pretty low hanging here, like warm weather. You see if it helps the Packers a little bit down in Miami, but do you think there's an opportunity for them to maybe see an uptick in offensive production with all these, you know, injuries on basically every level for the uh, the Miami Dolphins defense?
4: Yeah, I mean, I would definitely hope so. Not only do they just have a ton of injuries, but they also just really have not been a very good defense in general. And I know the Packers have had their struggles down in Florida, but um I don't think they would have I don't think they would have been better off playing in Green Bay this week in negative ten degree weather because as much as we like to think it's a massive advantage for the Packers, it really hasn't been a huge advantage over the last few years. So I think they're kind of looking forward to getting out of the freezing cold a little bit and going up against a injured defense, a, te- a defense that maybe before the injuries wasn't you know too bad, but right now they're not playing very well at all. They need to take advantage of it, and they know obviously their season's on the line. Dolphins are coming off three straight losses, which I don't really love because I feel like you know it's just hard for teams to lose four games in a row, especially talented teams, but... They're reeling, they're reeling right now. The Packers lost five in a row earlier. So it's it's like we've done it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it. It's definitely possible. <laughs> we have proven that. So, yeah, I think between Rodgers and this run game, they need to go out there and put up points and not allow the Dolphins to just get into a comfortable offensive rhythm, let their run game go, and we all know what Raheem Mostert has done to the Packers in the past. We don't need to see that again. Jeez, so, yeah. yeah, let's. I want to see them put up points early. Force Tua to beat you. And like you said, they gotta bring that pressure we saw Monday night versus the Rams, because if not, I'm just I can I'm just very afraid of what Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle can do to this secondary. So they gotta bring some pressure on Tua, force some turnovers. And once once you kind of get it Tua rattled a bit, it seems like he has a hard time getting back to himself. But if he gets comfortable as a defense, you end up in a lot of trouble. So they gotta get to him early and just get him uncomfortable.
3: I mean, this really could end up just being an offensive shootout if the Packers are clicking and Dolphins are clicking because you just look at who the Dolphins have on offense. Like you mentioned, Tyree Kill and Waddle and Tua has been having a great year when he's not hurt. And you just kind of look at the way that our defense can play. And it's kind of a game where I wish that Eric Stokes was healthy just because of his speed simply matching up with Uh someone like Tyree Kill or being able to be another, you know, barrier to get through because he's just so fast that, you know, missing your fastest guy is super tough against a guy like that. So it could end up being because, you know, the Dolphins' defense is so depleted and obviously like having Dobbs and Watson clicking and you got Lazard and Cobb and Tanyan and you got the run game, like all these things that should be able to get you a lot of points now that they're all available and you look at the Dolphin side and it's kind of more of the same where you kind of worry, how does our defense match up against that offense with, you know, their weapons. And then, like you mentioned, Mostert, who, you know, the PTSD flashbacks and stuff like that. So I really think that it could end up being a big offensive game. And basically whoever's defense steps up is going to win the game. I think because at this point, I mean, I've been wrong all year though. So who really cares what I say or think about this because I'm sure I'll be completely wrong. But just kind of looking at things on paper and what we're seeing, that's kind of how I could see it playing out. And, you know, the warm weather, never really know what Packers team Mm -hmm. is going to show up. But also, like, both these teams have had their prolonged struggles for weeks at a time. So it could be really, really interesting. But I do think that this is a game that I'm definitely going to be focused on the offense just based on the matchups and the injuries that we're seeing here.
2: Hundred percent. I'm going to go out on the limb with both of you. Um, Janelle seems like she went even further. I'm going to stick my neck out with both of you guys. I think it is going to be an offensive showdown, and here's why: you got, Dolphins are going up the sixth most passing yards uh, throughout this entire season, third most completion percentage for opposing quarterbacks. I also think, um, first of all, I forgot Raheem Mostert and just the detriment that he has been to this team over the years. So um, that makes me a little bit concerned, but just with not having a couple healthy running backs, everyone's kind of banged up. It seems like for them. And even if, you know, Wilson's able to go or wh- whatever they can get besides most. I feel like that's the struggle that the Packers have had. It's like, yes, they've struggled with the run game, but it's like when there's been a fresh you know pair of legs back there. And I don't know if that's going to be an opportunity for the Miami Dolphins with this offense, especially with that offensive line. Like we're seeing that left, that left tackle spot, I think is just going to be, you know, come, was it 1030? Um, that's going to be the one that I'm going to be looking forward to on Sunday morning, Christmas day, just to be like, is who starting if Taron Armstead can go, does the Packers defense, does Joe Barry scheme to get someone to rush the edge on him? Probably Preston Smith at this point. If you know who, who is that starting left tackle, if we can get some pressure on Tua, like you said, Eli. If you if you can you know stop Tua from having time in the pocket to be able to dissect this offense, and really he doesn't need that much damn time, right? Like to get it out to Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill. It's just. Get them the ball in space and let them work their magic. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you guys. We're gonna say it's gonna be an offensive shootout on Christmas Day. Um, there's really not much else to put weight behind that because we haven't even seen that thus far this year. The final thing I'll say is just because with these receivers all coming healthy for the Packers, finally, I think that might put them over the hill. Having, you know, Dobbs last week, he looked great coming back from that ankle. Kind of didn't think about that until later this week, uh, reflecting back on the game where you're like, damn, he came back from an ankle injury. He was trying to cut out there on some unfair, you know, un- maybe some compromising field conditions and just like the way him and Watson, I think flow together is great. I would love to see Watson kind of take a next step because um, they're going to need both those guys to step up. But ultimately Christmas day game down in Miami. I didn't even realize until, you know, Friday when we recording this, that basically all the Sunday games are on Saturday. So Saturday, when you're listening to this podcast for the injury report, it's like all the games are being played. Unlike last week where it was three on Saturday and then Sunday, so they kind of flip-flopped them here. So it's going to be a hell of a game or hell of a week end of football starting with today. And then Sunday, obviously we got the Packers game. Packers are still on the hunt guys. There might, their chances might get better, might get worse after some of their opponents play tomorrow or today. Uh, I think I also,
3: read that they cannot be eliminated with a loss, but like might as well be.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, yeah, I, I, so I would, like would be,
3: Maybe, maybe for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever it is that you may be celebrating, hopefully The holidays treat Packer fans kindly.
2: (laughs) I mean, I would. I don't even want to know what the percentage would be, Janelle. If they, if they, obviously you read the article, but like I can't even imagine what it would be at that point if they were to lose. It's got to be obviously. I mean, under five percent, I would think. I know. I I know
4: that if they would have lost to the Rams, it would have been at zero point six. So if we lose, I would put it probably under three percent. Yeah, some are five, five or less, three or less. But you know we're talking about something that simply just isn't going to happen. Packers yeah, by do like,
3: Don't lose. <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean let's not talk about this. You know, silly outcome. Instead, just win the game. You don't. Know, I'm great. just like
3: I'm just you know the optimism that it, your Christmas won't be totally ruined with a loss. But like, just yeah. you know, don't let it happen. Let's just have a very merry Christmas and. Happy holidays, all that. Because the
4: Dolphins even cared at all about any of our holidays. They would just throw in the towel and take a loss. I don't understand.
3: Right. It would be extremely, you know. Rude. Very unmerry of the Dolphins. <laughs> to not <Especially laughs>
4: as the host. Like, we're visiting you for the holidays, and you're going to send us over the loss. Rude. We knew a tra-
2: And I- traveling with the snowstorm, right? Like, 3,500 flights canceled. Yeah. We came all we're the way down, down here.
4: Way out of our way, meeting you at your place. And you're gonna disrespect us no chance
3: <laughs> yeah it'd be very you know grinch grinch like of them to.
2: <laughs> and that just seems be... it seems uncharacteristic of mike mcdaniel though he seemed maybe maybe he's a maybe he's a grinch behind the the curtains but he seems like a guy that would He'd be like a quirky grinch <laughs> he's <Yeah. laughs> I, dude, his brain is awesome that guy's So damn cool! I'm excited to see what.
4: Right before we got on about Matt Lafleur, I was gonna say I saw that right as we were
3: logging in. About like, oh, what what's Matt Lafleur good at? Oh, styling his hair, brushing his teeth. Like, he's just so he's so weird, but like the cool kind of weird.
2: Was there an eyebrow reference at all?
3: Not
4: the 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 snip I saw. Yeah, that surprised me. I was like, you gotta go for the eyebrows, but no, I just went for the hair and the teeth.
2: Fair enough, um, guys. As we wrap up here, it is a holiday weekend. I hope you guys have had some. I know everyone sounds like they got some plans this weekend to hang out. Whatever holiday you're celebrating, Eli, your plans for this weekend, and um, how's the weather been down in the Chicago area? Because I know we're all being impacted in the tri-state area with um, this crazy yeah, storm. We've had. It
4: is. It is cold. I'll say that uh, it is definitely cold. But I don't know. I actually I was expecting it to be a little colder. I think it's a little bit refreshing. So going to go for a nice brisk walk for maybe two or three hours oh and no i'm definitely not going to do that it's freezing it really doesn't um,
3: walk. come on go yeah, ahead. Also,
4: yeah i don't as yeah walking it's just i like to full-on sprint um but no i'm probably just going to stay inside watch football spend some time with family eat food um eat some other things that we may have discussed earlier and just see how it goes
2: And I'm sure you're going to have some great takes over this weekend um, from the holidays. So uh, where can everyone find all the content you're putting out these days?
4: Um, As always, you can find just about all my work on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. So you can find me there. And then, of course, every Wednesday night, except for it seems like after wins for the Packers on Open Book over on Game on Wisconsin. Yeah, we've had some unfortunate luck with our timing, but I'm just week.
3: saying it's not my fault. And, uh, I was, I was actually about to
4: blame it. Jen again, but I was like, you know what? It's the holidays. I won't blame her for no reason because it really wasn't her fault. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back this week after another win, and it will be exciting. So Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central,
2: Open Book, Game on Wisconsin. It seems like Eli is starting early in his 2023 resolution of taking a little more accountability, you know, a little bit more, you know, integrity. I doubt it. The, okay, I doubt, I doubt it. it. I um Uh, Janelle, I forgot to bring this up. We're 35, 33 minutes in, whoever's counting, into the episode. You got to celebrate a snow day today being a teacher. So uh, that's awesome. I'm very envious of that. But where can everyone find all the content you're putting out and um, remind them that you have to put up with uh, Zach and Eli uh, during the week?
3: Right. Yeah. Even though I'm on winter break from my other kids, I still have Eli and Zach that I deal with on a weekly basis. So yeah. yeah. (laughs) I, you know, I kid, I kid, maybe not really. We'll see. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was super nice though, yesterday and today. So Thursday, Friday, we had a snow day. Um, there are actually places right now that are shutting down in Minnesota where it's like you are not allowed to leave because the road conditions are so bad. Um, so that's very interesting. So hopefully that goes past so I can enjoy traveling for my Christmas, my family Christmas, all that stuff. But yeah, other than that, um, Christmas Day is going to be hopefully just only good things here. Uh, you'll be able to find everything from me over on my Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. And like Eli had mentioned, yeah, for some reason after wins, they always end up being a little busy and we don't get to do open book. But the plan is open book this week on Game on Wisconsin on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central. And then obviously here with you guys on Saturdays discussing the injury report, which, you know, less to talk like the the more we go on the less we have to talk about and that is promising that's a christmas gift on its own when the injury report is small like we win in that situation
2: <laughs> absolutely absolutely and it seems like we've kind of came out on the the longer end of the stick recently with some of the opponents sure. having a, a thicker injury report um for myself matt fralick you can still find me on twitter at matt underscore fray underscore that's at m-a-t-t underscore f-r-a underscore like janelle Like Zach Jacobson, like Eli Berkovitz, I also do some content with Game on Wisconsin, uh, show 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Monday, so it'll be the 26th right after Christmas, called The Final Dump with my boy Brendan Dworzynski. We also find some scheduling issues post-Packers wins, um, but we should be back this week. I don't see any reason not to, unless the... I guess storm becomes even worse around the area and I'm not able to travel back to my general recording studio, but we'll find something. We'll get a little pit stop, you know, get some Wi-Fi for maybe a quick trip, get a little, you know, we'll figure something out if need be, but you can find all of my content on my Twitter page and also check out the uh final dump stream, 8 PM central standard time on all game on Wisconsin socials, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube guys. Hope you have a great holiday weekend. I appreciate anyone listening to this, getting yourself started for a new year's Chris, Christmas Eve day before a full, Whole slate of NFL football and preparing for a noon game kickoff down in Miami. If you're traveling down to the game, that's fantastic. I know some people are going down there for Christmas Day, which seems like an absolute dream at this point, assuming you got down there in one piece. I also
3: know people I- who are in Florida who are going. I'm very jealous of the weather <laughs> and of them going to the game.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But for Eli Berkovich and Janelle Mackey, I am at Freilich. You guys be well. Happy holidays to you and yours. And as, cor- and as always, of course, go yeah,